Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunt, Brian Christofferson, here on a Tuesday evening. We have just concluded our own rousing celebration of Nebraska winning a baseball title in the year of 2021. Brunt, what, uh, we'll just, we'll make this easy. How surprised were you that Nebraska did this? You watched this team now for three months. You had a good feel for them coming in. I think you felt like they were going to be better than where they were predicted uh, to, to finish in the, the season standings, but it still remains to be seen or at that time, could they finish this out? And they did. What's your level of surprise? And then what's next for this Nebraska club? Who had the better weekend, Nebraska baseball or Phil Mickelson? Phil. Yeah. Think so? I well, mean, Nebraska they, did come back from nine to two. They did. And Phil never trailed after Friday. But Phil took home the purse from PGA Championship event. Nebraska baseball probably got Chick-fil-A on Saturday for their comeback. They, they got a per diem and a night in Indianapolis. That was their reward. <laughs> Which I think is actually true. They, they spent Sunday in Indianapolis. I'm sure the St. Elmo's cocktail sauce was flowing like wine, though. Someday no? I will experience this sports writer landmark that is St. Elmo's. It's all right. Cocktail sauce is good. The, the steak's overrated. You can find a dozen places in Nebraska that are as good. Dozen? Wow. Yeah. Yep. So Anyway, go on. <laughs> was, was I surprised? Uh, no, I wasn't. Was I surprised that they wrapped it up when they did? Yes. Um, I was expecting Nebraska to probably go two and two on the weekend. Maybe three and one, best case scenario. And uh, – I, I was not expecting a near complete game shutout from Chance Roach um, to get them to that point against Indiana and certainly not the come from behind win that they had against Ohio State on, on Saturday as well. I mean, I, I can't recall a Nebraska baseball double header that was just that played out the way that that one did. So yeah, they're big 10 champs. Um, you know, they were not picked to finish in the top six by the conference coaches. So I think that's pretty darn significant. But, um, yeah, I mean, what's next? You've got a chance to tidy up your, your resume before you have to go somewhere as a two-seed in a regional. Um, I think they have definitely played themselves out of the number two spot in that Fayetteville-Arkansas regional finally. It took uh, like two months for that to happen, but they're out of it. And – I mean, now you, you know, you're, you're basically just playing for a draw and uh, to, to try to continue some momentum into into the, uh, the the postseason. I mean, there it hasn't felt like very often in recent years that Nebraska baseball has been playing its best baseball at the end of the season, and it feels like this team is pretty close to that after a pretty devastating home sweep at the hands of Rutgers. What have they said about that? Because uh, I was one of the people from my outside perch when they had that weekend where I was like, okay, they're going to finish third or fourth in the league. That's what I sort of, that's what I thought right then. I thought this is trending a certain way. The schedule looks a lot tougher than Rutgers down the stretch. It's never going to happen. Did they, have they talked about sort of what turned it around or not really? 
they just went got back to work. Yeah, I mean, they I think they addressed kind of where things were at after that Rutgers series. I know. So like the, the way that this team is made up, I mean, it's unique because you have guys like Joe Acker, Luke Roskin, like older guys that have been around and played a ton of college baseball. And then you have like these younger guys like Bryce Matthews, Max Anderson, uh, who, you know, are still new to, to things, but it's very kind of like a, it's like a barbell almost with their, the way their experience is. And, you know, I, I just think that they kind of were able to wash it pretty quickly. I think you go back to everything that Will Bolt preaches, you know, and I, you know, a lot of coaches do that, you know, you, the one game at a time shtick and, you know, just showing up and playing hard. But I mean, this, this team really does seem to, they don't let things bother them. And I don't, I've never really gotten the impression that like they've been overly cocky either. I mean, they, they certainly get after teams and they talk a lot. Um, but it, it just seemed like with the leadership and the way that they try to kind of build this team that they were able to kind of come back from that. And then, you know, they, the way the schedule broke, it was, you know, you, you played two more against Rutgers the following weekend. And I really think them winning that extra innings game in, in the finale was kind of a, yeah. a big one for them to kind of turn things around and, and you know, change the momentum. Uh, yeah, I, that, that was sort of the game, wasn't it? That's a good one. Yeah. I, I have a, a question that's an offshoot of, of sort of the Rutgers thing. And it, you can take Nebraska athletics at large, or you can go with Nebraska baseball on it. But do you think it says something about just the psyche of Nebraska athletics that when they dropped the series the way they did against Rutgers, everyone just expected the house of cards to collapse? And is that just where we are with Nebraska athletics because of what we've seen from these men's sports teams in the last decade or so, where you never get to feel that good because you spend half of your time wondering when it's going to fall apart. Yeah. And then when there's any sign of turbulence, you got your barf bag, you're already grabbing for the mask up on the, uh, up on the, the, you know, hanging from the, and I, I just, I think that we overdo it a little bit at this point in time. A lot of these teams don't have anything to do with each other. And if there's one thing that I can tell with this Nebraska baseball group, it's that Will Bolt has them pretty in tune with how he wants to, how he wants to act, how he wants to play. And I, I think they, I think they relish being uh, both the chasey and the chaser, if that makes sense. I, I think they're equally comfortable being the target and the one doing the targeting. So yeah, um, they had that bad weekend and we're baseball guys. We get this. We've seen plenty of good teams have three bad days in a row and then turn around and still play pretty good ball. I just, I wonder if you guys have covered athletics a long time. You've covered Nebraska baseball and, and Nebraska football and Nebraska basketball. Do we let these sports bleed over into each other too much with this idea that they're so frail? Yes. Yeah. I think – so, like, I think that there's – I mean, my mentions on Twitter after that series against Rutgers were very much like the, oh, here we go again. You know, Nebraska men's sport has a little bit of success and, you know, it's all just a house of cards and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I mean, that's – there's ample evidence of 
people probably being scarred by the way that those sports have played out in the last 10 or 15 years to feel that way. However, I mean, baseball is one of those sports and in a normal year, I mean, you're playing five games a week. Right. And you're playing 56 games over the course of a regular season. Like it's, you're going to have stretches where you're going to play lousy baseball. where like, people are going to not hit the ball at the same time and your offense is going to look like crap or your bullpen, which has been fantastic to that point. Guys are suddenly not going to be able to find the plate or you hit a duck snort uh, in, in the shallow right that finds grass or somebody hits a piss rocket out of the stadium into left. Professional I mean, terms here, duck snort and piss rocket. Yeah. yeah but keep, I mean, keep coming with them. Keep but, coming with those. But that's, I mean, that's baseball and, and the teams that are good, and the teams that are going to win stuff of, of substance are the teams that can limit those stretches. Like it's one thing if that goes for like two or three weeks, it's another, if it's just a blip and one weekend and you play like crap and you move on and you start winning again. I mean, that that's the challenge for a lot of college baseball teams is not, you know, running perfect through a season, but how do you take those stretches of lousy baseball and make sure that they're confined to a very small amount of time. And that, I mean, that's, and that's what they did. Like they, they, they were able to lean on defense. The pitching came around and you were able to get some timely hits and you won some tough games. I mean, they, they, they won in that finale at Rutgers in, you know, we're, we're really close to basically losing out because of time um, that same game that same type of situation against Michigan state where a guy pitches the game of his life and they find a way to, to, you know, get that win in the end. Same thing with Ohio state this, this past weekend, you know, they get a big two run Homer in the ninth and then they, you know, pour it on and win again. And it just, I, I just think that some teams that are mentally tough um, are, are able to find ways to win. And I just, this coaching staff, I think has, has done a very nice job preaching and breeding mental toughness so what i'm hearing you say is if nebraska goes one and two or doesn't look the best against michigan we don't need to immediately assume they're going to go oh and two in the regional then because i just think that it's gotten so reactionary and we're obviously closer to it in a lot of ways that we function in our job but i just remember like people just acted like their dog died because nebraska lost that series against rutgers and it's one series. I, I don't know. And, and it's easy for me to say that now, but I mean, I, we have these conversations all the time, Brunts. Um, I just, I hope we get to the point where it's like, you can expect Nebraska baseball to be good and you're not expecting them to, to flub or to, to go into a series and let you down. I mean, I, I just feel like there's so much of doom casting in Nebraska athletics that it was nice to see this team do what they did this weekend, remove all doubt. And quite frankly, if they take it to Michigan on uh, starting on Friday through Sunday, I mean, it should be fun. Like people should be enjoying this. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like you have an ulcer. And sometimes I think that we let that happen too much. Yeah. And, and you know, the, I guess maybe in defense of the doomsday fan, you know, that, that Rutgers series was pretty tough because the weather was great. They were coming home after playing. Yeah, I mean, you had fans, a lot more fans in there, and and they were they were winning. 
I mean, they, the first two games, they probably played better baseball than Rutgers for 15 of 18 innings. So it, it is, it is interesting. The, the reaction to things. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens once, you know, Nebraska gets in the NCAA tournament. I mean, there it's so much about matchups and, you know, where you get sent and, and all that stuff. But do you have enough pitching for three or right? Four yeah. If, I mean, if you start getting into, you know, Sunday, Monday games, who do you, who are you going to throw out there? I mean, that, that to me is probably a legitimate concern for Nebraska is how you line that up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think uh, I, I think that I, I know that Will Bolt was the correct hire that Nebraska needed to make. I think if anybody has spent any time around him at any point in his career, I mean, he, he was going to be a, a head coach that was going to win. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he can build it because Nebraska athletics is a lot more fun whenever Haymarket Park is full. They're playing for NCAA tournament berths and uh and, and all that stuff. So it was good to see them get that over the finish line, um, even if it was a little unexpected. Nebraska now, by the way, is uh, outscoring its opponents 30-3 to three in Big Ten championship game-clenching games. <laughs> um, uh, last thing for you here with Nebraska baseball, Cade Povich has been really good this year, and you've watched a lot of Nebraska baseball in the last decade or so. How does he stack up as a Friday guy and what you have seen in the most recent iterations of Nebraska baseball? Because I, I feel as confident with him taking the mound as I think I have with really any of these guys. I mean, Matt Waldron, I think worked himself into, into being someone that I felt pretty good about on Fridays. Um, But I think this version of Cade Povich, you have to feel pretty good when you're, you're playing that first game in a tournament and he's your guy taking the ball. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who they've had on Friday that I would. So it'd be like Chance Sinclair, DeLeon, DeLeon. It would be um, Bummer wasn't a Friday guy. Bummer was a Saturday guy. I'm trying to think of who. Trying to think of those first Erstad teams that went. Like Kyle Kubot was never a Friday guy. No. Um, like I'm trying to think of like 2013, 2014 who that would have been in that stretch. I am blanking that was that De Leon at that point. Yeah. He would have been pretty early there. Sinclair was after that. I don't, I mean, just based on stuff. I mean, yeah, I think he's, he gives you what you want on Friday. I mean, you want a chance to win the game and he's done that for the most part. Um, he competes well. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, where he's at, where he was at last year when we saw him compared to where he is now, it's pretty impressive the strides that he's made. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's I think he the he's been kind of the steady one too. And you know, Roach was probably coming off the worst game of his Nebraska time against Northwestern, and comes back and throws a complete game. But um, you know, the what will be interesting as kind of a preview, I guess once Nebraska gets into the NCAA tournament, how they decide to do their starting pitching because Shea Shanneman's been pretty streaky, good and bad this year. Um, if you're in an elimination game, would you throw Spencer Schwellenbach out there to give you 60, 70 pitches? Um, 
that might be something that they would potentially consider just based on the way things have lined up. I'm just rolling through pitching names right now. Kyle Kubot pitched forever. He's still pitching somewhere. Still pitching. He's with the uh, the Birmingham Barons. Good for him. So, I, just on what I've seen, I'd basically be Povich or Chance Sinclair or Matt Waldron. Like those would be your three options, I think. If you if you wanted to kind of look out into the future though. I mean, Nebraska next year is going to have a lot of pieces that they're going to have to replace. I mean, I, I believe that Cade Povich is going to get drafted and then I, I would expect that he'll get picked high enough to consider leaving. I think Schwellenbach's in that boat for sure. Um, maybe a guy like Jake Buns that has been really good for Nebraska this year. Um, you, know, you, you lose Acker, you lose Roskam, you, you lose Schwellenbach out of the lineup. So it, it's uh if you're going to build it, you know, they're going to have to definitely move some pieces around. So, but it's uh that was a big step, I think in what year one and a half for Will Bolt to be pretty dominant in the way that they went through a very tough year with basically all conference play. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll dive into uh Bruns, I believe is threatening that he has a secret topic that he wants to bring up on the show. So we're going to give him the floor, see where he takes it. So you're not going to want to miss that. So stick around. We will see what Brunt has to say next on the Husker 24-7 podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. All right, and we are back. Michael Brunch, you have the floor. So the wheel... uh... I don't think I need to get the wheel out. It's kind of late. I'm tired. Um, so there was a, we, we had our VIP chat on the site um, today. thought this was kind of an interesting question based on a ongoing thread about mascots. Um, so if let's just say hypothetically, the university of Nebraska can no longer use the Cornhusker or Husker name, what mascot would you guys propose as a replacement for the Nebraska mascot. Hmm. I answered T-Bone. The T-Bones. T-Bone? Yeah. But T-Bone? Somebody on social media rightly called me out and said I need a coin jar, as does Bruns probably, for the amount of Seinfeld references <laughs> I drop. And so I should just say T-Bone and not 
connect it to a, a specific show that we enjoy. What would your helmet look like? <laughs> Just like a pe- big old slab of meat? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's obviously not a good answer. Um, I thought of like thunderheads, like, like a thunderhead cloud. Mm-hmm. But I thought when they stink, like you could call them the dun- people would call them the dunderheads. And it's, I don't know. Like I, it, I, <laughs> the I don't know. Wow. Wow. You're already down on your, your hypothetical mascot. Yeah. Brian's the only guy I know that has a paper bag over his head for a team that doesn't exist that he himself named with a big cloud on it. Yeah. Well, I, I thought of the naked. Yeah. You got to think about like when things are going good, what's this look like and what, what's happening? What are your foes throwing at you when it's a struggle? You're like that parent that's choosing a name for their kid. And they're like going through what bullies and people are going to tease that kid about with that name. Yeah. That sounds oddly specific. For us. Yeah. We, we did that a little bit. <laughs> what are your answers wise guys uh i went with the most consistent thing that you could find and say about nebraska which is nebraska wind and you'd have a weather vane for a logo is it lame absolutely does it work i think so so it would be the nebraska wind yeah Man, these are bad i mean we teed up this segment for a big for something big and this is what you got yeah no i mean going off of brian's concern i mean then you start talking about teams blowing and stuff like that so look i wasn't concerned about it i was playing into it gotcha i i I think i said something like the the sower i think you you play off the the guy on the top of the capitol but you, you, what you avoid is kind of the, you want the Brian thing. You just open the door up for the most. Oh yeah. You don't need him like digging in his pants. Like it kind of looks like with the statue though. Yeah. Like you need, you need like a menacing sewer, not one that just looks really happy to be there. Man, didn't they want people to stick around for this. Didn't they have to make the guy smaller on the license plates because. Yeah. They didn't want to be confused with anything. <laughs> It looked like that Texas Tech guy ringing the bell that everybody loves to, I mean, to laugh about. Yeah, I mean, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> among anyway, other. anyway um, none of those were good answers. <laughs> is, there, is there another question we had? Or? <laughs> no, I, I, I got nothing. Do <laughs> you default back to the name of the old Gold Knights? Yeah, I'd be all right. It's much, yeah. probably better than anything we gave there. You know, the Bug Eaters was not a bad name either. Just go full on on that. Uh, Bug Eaters is kind of a, yeah. Like if there would be no problem with that. The the question I have is, does it need to be like a name that is intuitive with the, because it's a one state school that people actually know. Like, does it need to actually represent the state? And so then do you go with something agricultural based? Do you, do you go with something that's like an identifier? Or you just throw it all to the wind and you just pick a random mascot to go with it. Like just just like a helmet with like chimney rock on it? Yeah. You could be the Nebraska settlers. Agriculture to like double down on recruits saying, I just thought it was going to be a farmland, you know? I just thought like (laughs) that could really go another just – you could basically just go all in on the – you could be the Nebraska homesteaders and then your recruiting pitch could be come get you a 40 acres and a mule. I mean, it could be great. You would probably be coming out in a wagon then, right? Like do the Oklahoma thing? I wouldn't hate it. 
That's what we got. That that was a that was the best I could do. Yeah. Question wise. I think we really really left some some good answers out there today, but we'll we'll come back. It you know, in a lot of ways it mirrors what we said in the first segment. It was kind of our our Rutgers this weekend, you know. Here so here's here's the challenge if people are still listening, which I doubt. <laughs> um, if you have a better hypothetical nickname for Nebraska that that would actually work, tweet it at us. Or, or post it on the website. I would, I would be curious to see what the brain power of people who listen to our podcast, God love them, would come up with. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We know yeah. we don't always treat you this way, but sometimes we do. Yeah. They're not all winners. <laughs> Are you referring to us or the podcast? Uh, just the, the topics, I think, okay. in general. It felt a little on the nose. Yeah. It's about right. to pick up. It's about to pick up though next week. Yeah, we'll get, we'll we'll come back and really bring the heat on on June first. Mercifully, we're going to turn the heat off for today. We're going to turn the lights out too. Yeah. Uh, but be sure to check out Husker twenty four seven, where the lights are on all the time, and generally we have better conversations than the one we just recorded. Uh, and you can find all of that stuff, Husker 24-7, plenty of recruiting coming along, Nebraska baseball this weekend against Michigan, most indispensable Huskers list rolling along, BC dropping new poll questions a couple times a week now. I mean, there's there's conversations to be had, and it doesn't have anything to do with bad mascot names. You can avoid that fairly easily if you want, or you can lean into it like we just did there. Uh, that's a lot of fun, too. So be sure to check out Husker 24-7. We've always got deals going on. We'd love you to join us as a VIP member. So check around for that too. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Go T-Bones. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.